And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Hello, Mr. Kelly. How are you? I am doing fantastical today. Hunky dory, hunky dory, ready to go. Got a hunky lot going dory. on. Yeah, got a lot going on. Uh, you know, we got some breaking news. You like talked last week. You right? talk really fast, and I'll just talk real slow. Okay. We had uh, we have breaking news that we'll go to, but we'll start with the not so breaking news. Um, <laughs> so what are we what are we covering today uh, we're talking podcast? we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about babies babies uh, we're going to talk about uh, the things you don't do after you get your first win in nascar right and uh we're going to talk a little bit about uh the return of my mild matt kenseth you can the buzz you feel the buzz right and i see that you did, didn't include um in uh, our last segment the ask the new ask willie oh feature. i gotta i'll write that down we're uh, like all nascar schedules this one is subject to change so we can, <laughs> we can write that down. but anyway we're gonna get to uh all that and more i promise a lot more and right after this all right what do you know what do you know what do you willie? know uh it used to be, you know, it's become over the years we've learned that uh, when a NASCAR driver is uh, soon to be dad, that they always they always make a point of taking a, having a relief driver yeah. at the track on the weekend saying, because if he gets a call, he's leaving. It doesn't matter if it's race day, qualifying day, which is always, you know, I chuckle at that because I don't think a driver's going to leave if it's race day. But I also chuckle because they, you know, mo- the miracle of modern obstetrics dictates that these babies are always born Monday or Tuesday. Okay? Yeah. So now, Junior and Amy are expecting. Right. And so I make the proclamation that this baby could arrive on a weekend cuz he's not driving anymore. Right. But it's funny. <laughs> it's old habits. I mean, it's like the the doctor to the the obstetrician to the stars of NASCAR has uh, dictated that all these babies will be born early week, as was Junior and Amy's daughter Isla Rose. Is that right? Sound right to you? Something, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I think that's it. So anyway, Junior's a dad, but he and he he kept with the tradition of a I think a Tuesday birth. Isla so uh, so we got that out of the way. They're not so breaking news. Now, Spencer Gallagher. The breaking news. Okay, we'll toss toss Junior over there to the side. All right. Spencer Gallagher is a fourth year touring season racer. He ran now, two, two years in his trucks. Now he's in, he's starting his second. He's at the early stages of right. his second full season and, in and, the Bush Series. And like me, yeah. I think the name is recognizable. You could, you know, it's like. Spencer Gallagher into the wall. Yeah. Spencer Gallagher. <laughs> Goes a lap down. Goes well, a lap down. But a funny thing happens at those plate races like Teledigo last weekend, Saturday. He, uh, like a lot of guys who are not used to running up front, can run up front at a plate race. And, hey, what do you know? He's up front when the checkered flag flies. Yeah, last lap. He led one lap, and it's yeah. what they say, the lap that counts. That's good. No, that's bad. <laughs> now, we don't know. <laughs> The wins and wherefores and, and what's even. But uh, apparently uh, he was 
drug tested on Monday and on uh, or Tuesday. Maybe it was Tuesday. I think it takes a few days. And then on Wednesday, the day we're potting for our, for our Thursday release. It's the, almost live. I'm yes, telling you. Yeah. It's almost live. Uh, word comes out that Spencer Gallagher has failed. Uh, he has violated NASCAR's substance abuse policy and will go away for a little while. Right? Do I got that right? Yep. He is suspended. Indefinitely. As, indefinitely. You know what that means. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, he's on the what program? Oh, this is my favorite. This is, to me, the silliest part of the whole substance abuse policy is they actually felt they had to give a name to it. It's the NASCAR's Road to Recovery. <laughs> I just, I pray that they'll find a presenting sponsor for that, that they will actually... <laughs> have a sponsor name a title sponsor for the rehab program you know the the hurdles that you have to go through to come back yeah um yeah i don't know what it would be called but there's got to be a great name out there somewhere i mean other than the obvious you know the betty ford road to recovery the <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it would be it would be wonderful if they come up with a name well, for the what was the uh the engine company that we always are talking about the clevite clevite yeah the clevite, clevite road to recovery, recovery. <laughs> <laughs> the goodies headache powder road to recovery it never, a i certain, tell you what that goodies headache certain. has helped a lot of saturday and sunday morning road to recovery yeah, yeah that yeah. does have a certain ring to it i gotta yeah. tell you yeah. in in this uh, day and age of uh, entitlements yep how about how, remember the old goodies commercial with Richard Petty, and they'd show him flipping. They'd always show that wreck at Darlington, I think it was, and they'd he'd say uh, that was a headache, and then he'd say that was a goodies headache, <laughs> goodies fast powder pain relief. I used to take it and put it in a glass of water and stir it up and do it that way. Yeah. One day I saw Ned Jarrett in the old Benny Cod Media Center at Daytona, and uh, and he took a goodies powder out unfolded the what looks like a rolling paper whatever that means <laughs> i've read about and, and he tilted his head back and just slid it just let it slide off the paper the dry goodies into his mouth and i almost i was coughing and choking just watching it thinking my goodness that's a lot of dry bad tasting powder you just put in your mouth and then he but thankfully then he reached for a bottle bottle of water or something and uh and drank it down before it, i gagged it was like an oyster on the shell it was no that would have been good that would have just gone straight on down but <laughs> that's bad you know my <laughs> you know my theory on oysters right no nobody likes nobody really likes eating oysters they just like being seen eating oysters and they like to tell people they ate oysters because it makes them feel like you know close to the well, earth you know you know the rule on oysters except right? oysters don't grow on earth <laughs> kind of like in the sea right you you know what the rule is on oyster eating right uh don't eat them in a month that does not have the letter r in it yes, yes. so what month are we in we are in a uh mary <laughs> <laughs> No, we're in May, aren't we? No yeah. more oysters. No more but oysters. But you can get them steamed. I would never get a... I've read too many stories about people getting a foot lopped off by eating, getting a bad raw oyster, so you got to get them steamed. Well, I... Unfortunately, that's the way I really like them. Well, Man, no, read, you don't. You don't yeah, like them. No, you like saying you ate them. As no, well. no, I really no. like them. That is such a lie. I do. I really like A little lemon... See, that's the problem. Now, you're one of them people. I like oysters as long as it doesn't taste like oyster. Hey, let me put it on a cracker, a little bit of hot sauce, maybe some lemon. <laughs> oh, dip it in butter. <laughs> got to put some butter on it. Now, look at what I got. I got a 
I get this conglomeration, and somewhere in the middle of it is a snot wad, you know. And I'm going to eat it and tell people so I eat oysters. It's today. oyster casserole. Out of my way. It's an oyster casserole. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, I like them. I do. I like them steamed. Uh, like them, I don't like them, but I'll eat them steamed because it's an excuse to eat uh, raw horseradish, prepared horseradish, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, I like that stuff. Opens up the sinuses. Where were we? <laughs> Wait, Spencer Gallagher, we, we done with him? Right, Let's talk a little Talladega before we look ahead. It's Kansas well, coming up. Right? Anyway, uh, we should say good good luck, Spencer. Godspeed, Spencer. Godspeed, Spencer. Yes, follow the roadmap. Follow the roadmap, yes. Spencer. Uh, Talladega uh, was typical Talladega in that we had a couple of big ones. Yeah. But it was atypical as of late because everybody just minded their P's well, and Q's uh, at the end. Well, I think we should rewind all the way back to Friday. Oh, Lord, yeah. Because they were uh, in their f- first practice. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No, Whatever. It was yeah, so they were in a practice on Friday. And uh, there was a group of cars out there, and one thing led to another thing, and Jamie McMurray ended up in the air. Who? Jamie McMurray. Jamie McMurray, yeah. He ended up in the air and rolled it eight times, I believe. Who's counting? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, NASCAR uh, took it upon themselves to slow them cars down uh, for Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. They reduced the the hole in the restrictor plate. plate. Or were you like me when you saw the replays of that crash? You went, wow. It really kind of took you aback a little. Yeah. I was. I was taken aback because I'm thinking that, and it made me realize these things really don't happen anymore. It's very rare. It used to, you'd never go to Daytona or Talladega without that happening somewhere over the weekend. Yeah. You know, almost without fail. Car going in the But air. nowadays, they've, you know, they got it. Uh, and he would not have gotten airborne except he got the car that was behind him who couldn't check up in time. Ryan gave him a little, Newman. yeah, got him a little, Ryan Newman, got, got him a little uh, tap, which changed the angle and got his uh, side up in the air. And then after that, it was, you know, <laughs> roll out the barrel. Right. Katie bar the door. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so let's go back. Let's go to Sunday. Oh, we're going now. We're going forward. Yeah. Okay. We went back. We're in, Friday we're in the forward. time machine. Right. Now we're on Sunday. All right. The yeah. race, automobile race, Sunday. So we're at the automobile race Sunday at Talladega's two point six six trioval mile trioval, and um, gets near the end of the race, and you're going, "Oh my God, here we go!" Yep. You know, this is where it gets really dramatic. This is where people really put it on the line. This man. is where it yeah. happens. Yeah, this, this is where men are men. Where the rubber meets the road. Tell, so tell me, what happened? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember. No, I was no. watching that myself. I went, "Oh no, Lord, what, no, what's going on here?" No, we went through a stretch fifteen or so years ago. Maybe God, maybe twenty. The way time flies. Where it seemed like there for a couple or three years, the plate races were ending like that. Single file. If you were out front, they were staying single file behind you, and nobody got out of line. We went so long without a last lap pass in Daytona that it was maddening. And then in more recent years, we have we do now see side-by-side battles for the win, which made us think we were going to get one late Sunday at Talladega, but we didn't. And uh, I think we got a couple of guys that's going to talk about that. Well, I almost you got, got my big old water bottle over. First, you got Joey Logano. Who won the race? Who won the race? Unencumbered. Yeah. And that was his first win that counted since yeah. November of 2016 because the Richmond race, which had been run uh, almost the same time as 
the Sunday's race last yep. year, it was didn't count. Yeah. So it took had them. An encumbrance. It took them from this time last year till Sunday yep. to get back, and get back, get back to where we once belonged. Yeah. So anyway, Joe Logano. In the winner's interview, when he got to the media center, uh-huh. he was it was like almost a relief, yeah. rather than like, oh god, I won. It's like, oh my god, I won. Thank God, yeah. you know. So, so is he going to explain that to us? We got clippage of Joey Logano. All right, let's get to it. You know, it feels so good to be back in Victory Lane, um, but. You know, I think all the Fords uh, had very fast um, cars. You know, saw qualifying and the way the stages worked. It showed that we were uh, working together as a team really well. Um, so I was proud to be a part of that. Um, you know, and there at the end, you know, you work together as much as you can. And then, uh, you know, uh, you just want to make sure a Ford wins. And you, you hope it's you, but you try to do the right thing as well. And, um, you know, I had uh, some Stuart Haas cars behind, there, behind me, which, uh, you know, aren't necessarily teammates. But with the Ford uh, performance relationship, uh, you know, it's the closest thing that I'm ever going to have to it. So uh, I was uh, thankful to have them behind me. Um, you know, I, I was wondering what kind of what kind of fight they were going to put on there at the end. They're working together, but uh, they got split up, and that kind of changed the, the complexion of the race when it came down to the end there, the last uh, few corners. So uh, it was all about just making the right blocks, keeping them uh, close, uh, so I didn't pull away too far and they get a big run. Um, I mean, just staring in the mirror pretty much the whole time. So. Uh, Great, uh, great job by a team. Our, our spotter, TJ Majors, uh, he was a great addition to our, our race team as far as uh, Speedway uh, racing. He's, he's the best as they come. And I think Dale Jr. taught him a lot. So uh, thanks to Dale uh, for, for retiring so I can get him. And uh, it's been a, a great, uh, you know, um, first, it was been 10 races or so this year so far. So it was, um, you know, we've, we've been consistent. We've been getting better every week. Um, you know, last week we were able to win a couple stages, lead some laps. Today, lead some laps and get some good stage points, and then uh, you know, ultimately have the checkered flag in our hands. So uh, it feels really good to, to pull back into victory lane again. It's been so long; <laughs> it's been way too long. So we're, we're not going to wait that long again. Oof, he was long-winded. Lord, sounded like I, he was pulling a Jack Roush here for a minute. Yeah, but uh, that's not all we got. We so, got Chase Elliott. Well, next, did you right? catch that thing about Dale Jr.? Yeah, he he retired and willed his spotter to him. Yeah, yeah. He he thanked Dale Jr. for retiring. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how that'll play in the Earnhardt Nation. Ah, they don't care. They know he's retired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Chase, anyway, not Chase Elliott. So in that quote, yeah. in that clip, um, if you uh, were paying attention, which of course I was, you were looking out the window at some bird or well, something. God, he went on forever. <laughs> Uh, Logano mentioned Ford's dominance. Uh-huh. All right. And it was all Fords up in the front except for Chase Elliott's yep. Chevrolet. Yep. How do you say that? Chevy. Sh- Chevy. Chevy. S H I V V Y. Chevy. Yeah. Chase right. Elliott's Chevy. Yep. So he was running third and he was surrounded by the Blue Oval people. Yep. And so. Um, I actually, by the miracle of audio uh, technology, I actually merged. This is actually a merged uh, clip. He starts out talking about the finish, and then he talks about being in the Ford sandwich. Cool. Yeah. Now, he didn't finish second, which is 
might be might be good. He's been finishing. He got a lot of seconds. Yeah. So now he's got a third. He's got a third. He's got. A, he's added to his group a third place. Finish. Right. So, but we, we don't know what he doesn't have yet. Yeah. But so anyway. So anyway, he talks about having to deal with the Fords and their non. Uh, you know, they, their unwillingness to work with him and right. you know to to ensure a Ford victory. Basically. All right. Well, here's Billy Clyde Elliott. We are joined by our third place finisher, Chase Elliott. Driver of the number nine Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet. Uh, Chase, why don't you just take us through that final surge to the finish there? Yeah, it was uh, definitely uh, interesting. Last last few laps, um, was really trying to to make a run and and do something there at the end. And those guys were being awfully patient with one another. I was very surprised. Um, it was it was more than obvious that that. Uh, they were not going to help me uh, move forward. So, um, you know, we had a had a solid car. I don't think it was the best car today, but we had a had a good car. Our team did a nice job overcoming a, a couple, little bit of damage there, mid portion of the race. And, and Alan made a good call there towards the end to um, ultimately get us some track position and and have a shot. So, it was um, it was a pretty wild afternoon. Cars are hard to drive and uh, scared some people off from running three wide and four wide. So. That was interesting as well. Um, About being the Chevy in the Ford sandwich there. I mean, you really were kind of the lone man and, and, and got it done in terms of that anyway. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Like I said a second ago, I was really surprised how patient they were being with one another and uh, really thought that they would want to win a little more than, than what they did or at least showed to me. I tried to kind of break out of line and do a couple things. Uh, there and it was, you know, like I said, very obvious that nobody was going to help me around around me. So, um, you know, it's hard to, hard to move forward. Uh, even if I had just had one, you know, one other person to help, um, I felt like it would have made a made a big difference. So, you know, like I said, it could have been worse. Well, he needs to make a friend in the Ford camp, doesn't he? <laughs> he sure yeah. does. Yeah. He needs to reach take, across party lines. He needs to take somebody out to dinner. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for what do you know? I've learned enough. Wow. And we will be back right after this. Right after that, we're back. You'll get that. Oh, wow. Take two. You'll get that big time auto racing. Uh, this is uh, my personal favorite segment of the Daytona Motor Mouse, Ken Willis, Godwin Kelly. Uh, this is the week that Mild Matt returns. Uh, he is uh, oh, going man, in. Another week. I'm sorry. Did I'm I say this week? week? Yeah. I lied to you. Next one, week. He's got one more week. <laughs> then why are we talking about it this week? We're talking about it because... Oh, I, I know why. Yeah. Kenseth is coming back to replace Trevor Bain. They're going to kind of alternate the schedule the rest of the year. Right. And now you're hoping, because we pull for chaos, we right. pull for the weird... Absolutely. That if, if Trevor Bain can somehow finally pull a win out of his hat and actually some way or another win this week... Then Jack Roush would have a decision to make, right? right. Explain, please, Mr. Know-it-all. Okay, so this will be his 11th start in this year in the number six Ford. If he wins, he is eligible for the playoffs, but you have to be in the top 30 yeah, in points. Yep, right. So if they start taking starts away from him and he gets under the 30 right. mark, which could happen. Sure. Um. Then you got a problem because then you you're losing a playoff driver basically. Right. So um, I'm not exactly sure how they've got the races split because they yeah. said they were going to discuss that and get back to us about that. Mm-hmm. But 
if he wins at Dover, if Trevor Bain, the 2011 Daytona 500 champion, yeah. wins Dover, then that puts Roush Fenway Racing in a dilemma almost. Kind of a bind. Yeah. Well, they could keep one eye on the point standings and say, all right, he's getting close. Get, he's dropping too close to 30th. Get him back in the car quick. You know? So, but anyway, that's uh, that's going to be something to keep an eye on. But for, you know what? We're not going to have to keep an eye on it because he's not going to win this week. He's, well, I mean, you there's never, a. You never know. He, he's won one race. It was a plate race, and uh, it was, you but know, a is, bit of a shocker. The so. thing is, you just never know, though. It is fun. Well, obviously, but it's kind of funny in, in a way when a driver is in these situations and throughout history how often have you seen a guy who is either rumored to be losing his job or is definitely losing his job going to be looking for a ride soon somehow or another in their backpack back pocket they find about 10 or 20 extra horsepower it's funny how that works okay and just for the record yeah mr willis mm-hmm. trevor bain is 30th in points as we speak <laughs> again it's not going to matter yeah it's not going to matter so if he wins at Dover. Here, here's what's going to happen. This, this, this is a conundrum, it's, it's man. I'm win. telling you. Matt Kenseth may very well win a race in that car the rest of this year, but I, I, I doubt that. I doubt that, but he might. But how weird is that, that he is right on the money 30th yeah. in points? Well, if he was to win the race, he'd probably, that'd probably bump him up to around 25th or something. So he'd have a little bit of a cushion. <laughs> yeah. But then you say, well, if he, the car can win, then why do we have Matt Kenseth coming? But, you know, there's sponsor- You're asking too many questions. There's sponsorship yeah. money involved. Yep. Wyndham Hotels. Right? Yeah. 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 So when you're, bringing a, when you're bringing a sponsor along with you, it's, uh, it answers a lot of, uh, it, it makes a lot of decisions a little easier to uh, make, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that if somehow or another Trevor Bain would win this race, yeah. um, they would accommodate. Mild Matt. They would figure it out. Yeah. You know what I was thinking when I was walking down the hallway to the pod right before we sealed it, right before we closed it up and sealed the pod? You know what I, was, I found myself in need of? What that? A Bubba Wallace rookie update. Well, Do yeah. Do you know where I could get one of them? Well, you know, Bubba Wallace started driving the number 43 Richard Petty Motorsports Chevy, Chevrolet, uh, this season. And... Uh, so, I've gotten that far in my update. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, they were expecting, um, you know, he finished second in the 500, which was a big deal. It was a big deal, but it doesn't mean anything right. in terms of. But then they were coming back to another plate track, and everybody thought, oh, you know, yeah. maybe Bubba can do it one more time a yeah. little better, and but it didn't Got quite work out. Got caught up in the stuff, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. 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 So, anyway, um, before the race, you got us going backwards again. Yeah, right? we're going back in uh, time. So before the way, race, during the media opportunity, as they call in NASCAR, uh, they talked to Bubba about his rookie year and where he's at right now. And we're going to hear it? Yep. All right, here we go. you seen yourself grow as a cup driver. How have you seen the team grow? And what are some of the challenges that you guys are wanting to fix going into the second quarter? Yeah, I, to tell you, it's such a busy schedule. My hair keeps growing every damn day, and I don't have enough time to cut it. Uh, my beard gets longer, and I get uglier. So there's my progression. Um, but as far as the team, 
we are uh, I think we're, we're hitting on some things we're also missing on some things as well um, this is still all new to us just for you know switching teams manufacturers the whole nine um, but we've produced some really great runs you know, look at Texas and Bristol um, I was excited about that got a lot of confidence and then we come here uh, looking back at Daytona what we did coming here to Talladega another speedway race for us um, you know excited about that so uh, then coming up is you know Dover my favorite racetrack on the schedule uh, Charlotte Kansas, so we got uh, got a lot of exciting things coming. So I think we'll uh, we'll be good. We'll be ready to hit on all cylinders there. Uh, but at the same time, we you know we're still learning and, and growing as a team. Keep saying all the right things, right? Say he all did. the right things. He does. I can write the script. He does. Yeah. So that's Bubba. You know what? We got to go, but we're going to be right back because we got one more segment segment we yeah got the green white checkers including uh gus malzahn will make his uh, debut appearance on uh daytona motor mouse and then of course the uh, ever popular birthday game and we'll get to that right after this that green white checkers green white checkers green white okay checkers. So right, here we go you gus malzahn no. auburn football coach okay he was uh one of the uh the honorary starter yeah at talladega at talladega yeah um and if in 2014 he drove the pace car at talladega well bless his heart and if you watch the telecast when they announced him yeah there was 50 50 yeah it was half booze and half cheers yeah yeah there's an alabama crowd sure yeah so uh, you could do that anywhere in alabama you could you could uh Aside from the actual cities of Auburn and Tuscaloosa, you could go to anywhere outside of those two cities, take Gus Malzahn or Nick Saban, introduce them to a group of people. Half the people will boo and half the people will – well, half the people will cheer, 40% will boo, and the other 10% will be <laughs> looking for something a little more insidious to do to the ball coach. But, yeah. So, anyway, um, Gus – Yeah. Who, uh, you know, I thought for sure somebody would ask him the UCF question. Yeah. About, you know, he beat Georgia and Alabama and then got beaten by UCF as sure. the champion in the game, not the championship game. Nobody nobody stepped up to the mic on that well, one. Oh, they're just up there. They're just ignoring UCF. They pretend they're not around. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but th- somebody did ask an interesting question right at the end about uh, a high performance car that he owns uh-huh. and um, you know just talk he had, they asked him about that does he own the car did he yeah, borrow he, it from no, one no. did he borrow it from one of his tailbacks no no okay he he owns this one and uh so anyway that that's the setup for this and by the way whenever i see the name gus i assume it's a nickname or something you know right so i just looked it up interesting uh his real name and it must be true because it's right there on the Wikipedia. Arthur Gustavo Malzahn III. Gustavo. Not Gustavo. Gustavo. <laughs> yeah. Is that, uh, that, that's sort of an Eastern European thing. Isn't Ar- it? Like Arthur a, isn't. Yeah. Arthur no, no, but it could be. I don't know what that, I got to look that up after we get out of here. But Gustavo makes me think of uh, like a maybe Croatian or something. I don't know. I'm going to brush up on my uh, geopolitical knowledge. But first of all, uh, we're going to hear from Gus, right? Yes. All right. Here's Gus Malzahn. I had a pretty sporty car. What's the fastest you've ever gone? Just between us. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I need to say that. Uh, there's some police officers in here and all that. Um, you know, I'm not a real fast driving guy, but I do have that car that 
makes you want to go fast. But uh, you know, I've I've got going on the interstate a couple times when I didn't realize how fast I was going. But I'd like to bring that thing here, you know, uh, during the off season, see how fast we can get it going around the, the track legally. What is that car, Coach? It's a BMW i8. <laughs> Aye. BMW Aye. Yeah, uh he sound by the way, he sounds like every SEC football coach that ever lived. <laughs> you know? I wonder where he's from. Oh well let me look that up. I'm glad yes. You mean you talk about Arthur Gustavo Malzon the third? Yeah, I mean is he well, an Alabama oh, I, I native? Think I can tell you he was born in Irving, Texas. You know so where uh that's where the Rangers play, I believe, the Texas Rangers. That's where uh, Nolan Ryan did his thing. He, uh, you know, you know, he uh, first coached at Hughes High School in Arkansas. <laughs> hey, he was famous. You know, he, that's funny. He went from high school football coach um, to uh, offensive coordinator at Arkansas, which is a big jump. It's huge. High school football coach at SEC offensive coordinator. What, what was the name of the uh, guy that uh, Notre Dame hired? Jerry Faust. Yeah, Jerry Faust. He was like the world's most successful high school football coach. And they said, well, that, that could translate to success at Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe not. <laughs> right, you want to play the birthday game? Nope. No? You got something else for Oh, yeah, dang it. Really? I want to forget all about that. Yeah. All right. So uh, just because I say you ask every, you answer every question, I yeah. have to ask you this. Yeah. Uh, who won the 2016 July race? At Daytona. <laughs> Not Clint Boyer, which I once tried to put in print. It's Keselowski, right? Keselowski. You don't have to tell me something twice. You yeah. Know, I'm, I shouldn't say that. You, sh- you don't have to correct me twice. <laughs> Apparently, you have to tell me twice, but you don't have to correct me twice. All right, that's an inside joke, and I don't. I hate the guy who wrote that question in. Okay, and this one is uh, one that showed up in the feed, Okay. the Ask Willie feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your role within the team? My role within the team. Yeah, your role within That's the team. A wi- that could be a wide-ranging uh, question, couldn't it? Ask Willie. Are they talking What's... about the men's league softball, you think? No, I, I, think, I think they're men's... talking about your professional life. I have a professional life. <laughs> uh, frankly, sometimes I think I'm here just to make the team picture look better. You know? <laughs> How's that? <laughs> What is my role within the team? I don't know. <laughs> trying to come up with something. Trying to think of something to write about. You know? Yeah. To make the, make the little old ladies in Palm Coast and Ormond Beach happy. Make them read the sports pages every now and then. If I can get if I can get my mom to read it, that's where I know I've accomplished something. Yeah. Cause she'll re- sometimes she'll read it just because she thinks she has to, but then I think she quit doing that a long time ago. But if it's something she'll actually read, I feel like I've uh, accomplished something. You hit your target audience? Yeah, <laughs> the 88-year-old female. <laughs> Boy, I'm big with them. Uh, like Rodney Dangerfield said, you know, that I, my problem is I appeal to everybody who can do me absolutely no good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's right. that's it for Ask Willie. But yeah. you know what? I have a feeling that as this progresses, yeah. that list of questions going to get longer and longer. So. Well, we can just we can. That's a whole new podcast. Yeah, self help. I can yeah. be the. I, I got a little bit of life coach in me. You know? Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, it's yep. it's going to happen. Okay, yeah. so birthday game, birthday game. Goblin's good at this. We got kind of a diverse panel or. Uh, subjects here for the birthday game we're going off into sports car racing a little bit uh we're going on to and, and then retired drivers which i think that's my way of saying is 
kind of slim pickings this week on the birthday game, but not bad, not bad, because by evidence by the very first one, sports car legend, birthday is Friday, Hurley Haywood. Hurley? Yes, he has a birthday. Five-time Rolex 24 champ, also I think one of Le Mans. It's Le Mans. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, that's still a uh, Chris Konamaki walking through the Benny Con press room, and I hollered at him. I said, because I knew he had known. Back then, we didn't have the, uh, the you know, the internet. He was our internet. Yeah. Him and Bob Latford. That was it. I said, Chris, can you remind me what year was it the Fireball Roberts ran o- went over and ran Le Mans? And Chris turned, looked at me, cocked his eyeglasses down over his nose, and he said, it's Le Mans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My favorite Economaki story. And that was it, right? That was it, yeah. Then he turned back around. Well, and he could you know what? I remember him. He could not remember. I had to find some other way of looking it up, yeah. He thought it was either 60, 62, or 64, and I'm, if I remember right, it was 62. So anyway, Hurley Haywood, his birthday is set Friday. Take a shot. Know it all. Well, let's hit, let's, uh, let's see. He's 70, 70. I'll be damned. You're telling me you don't cheat. Well, I was thinking back in the 70s, it was him and Peter Gregg, and they won all those. By the way, Peter Gregg's birthday was the same day. They shared a birthday. Okay, so they were, you know, late 20s, early 30s, and they were the dynamic duo of So you kind of had a roundabout way, and then you end up hitting it right on the nose. Yeah, that was just a guess. Cheater. All right, uh, this one you're not going to get. Because I'm, I'm going in the Wayback Machine uh, for a retired racer and one that wasn't a household, uh, kind of a household name, if you follow racing. Tammy Joe Kirk used to run the Bush and Truck Series back in the late 90s, Tammy Joe? Tammy Joe Kirk. You remember her, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well. Back there in the days, I think, when Patty Moise was running and, and Shauna Robinson. Well, the... Yep. Uh, BD the, before Danica. Politically correct answer is uh, twenty nine. Yeah, but um, I think she's more like fifty. Fifty six. Wow. But I couldn't have expected you to, you know, be within a year or two of that one. This one you're going to nail, and it's almost, I, I, you know, you're going to get this one next Tuesday. A uh, retired yet rejuvenated racer who's taking his act to Europe, Bobby Labonte. Oh, Next the Tuesday, Bonte. yes, one of the, the one of the twin prides of what Corpus Christi, Texas. Yeah, and you know there was a time uh, when the internet person did I say crispy? Yeah, I always do that. It's Corpus Christi, and I always say Corpus Crispy. Yeah, there's a, a Robert Earl Keane song about the Corpus Crispy Bay, <laughs> and I always and when I sing along, I always say crispy. It's really stupid, but anyway. Well, back when, back when, next Tuesday, back when uh, the internet. Just with starting the social media uh-huh. thing. Yeah. I mean, why isn't it, what, 10 years? I guess. And they were still, both brothers were still active. Uh-huh. There was T-Lab and L-Lab. Or wait a minute. B. B-Lab. T-Lab and B-Lab. That's how they people referred to them. Oh, really? Yeah. That's like their Twitter handles? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, not very unique, but whatever. Blab and Twab. <laughs> Anywho, next Tuesday, Bobby Labonte has so a birthday. So Bobby Labonte is uh, Terry's my age, so uh, Good Lord. I think there's probably a seven-year difference. Probably not so even driving his family car anymore. 54. God, that's it. <laughs> quit. Unbelievable how good you are at that game. I'm going to take you to the county fair 
next year, and you're going to guess whole race car drivers' names for a dollar. Well, it's funny because uh, the Bush brothers, I yeah. think, they're, they have the same age uh, gap yeah. as the Labonte brothers. As we tape this today, uh, Kyle was 33. 33 years old. He was old. last week's. He was in last week's birthday game. And yeah. you know whose birthday it was on the 29th of April? Dale Sr. Dale Sr. would have been. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do this. He was going to turn 50. Then it was, uh, so it's been 27 years. Oh, my goodness. He would have been 77? No, 67. 67? Yeah. Oh, 17 years. Yeah. I, I told you I could do it. 67. <laughs> 77 sounded old. Yeah. He would have been 67. Yeah. And that's pretty young. Yeah, for, think about it. From my seat. It's getting, getting younger all the time for you, isn't it? Yeah. All right. As they say. All right. All right. So on the internet, on Twitter, yeah. um, what's your handle? Uh, at Hey Willie NJ, as in New Jersey, but actually as in News Journal. Yeah. And I'm not fancy. It's just at Godwin Kelly. Listen, I tried to get my name, but it was gone. Snapped up. Well, turns got, out I'm not the only Ken Willis out there. Goblin Kellys don't grow on trees. Right. Yeah. And I've had my account. Swung from a few. I've had my account since Twitter started. So. Yeah. You're a legacy. Yeah. Well, good but for I'm you. still not verified. No, can't have it all. Ah, not verified. Oh, so if you have a question for um, Mr. Willis, um, use the hashtag AskWillie or AskHeyWillie. Uh, either one. Or just drop by the office. Drop by the <laughs> office and come visit them. Hand them your 3 by 5 index card. with Certified life coach. <laughs> and uh, he'll, answer, he'll answer every question you have. So that's it Some for, you don't have. That's it for me, Mr. Willis. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.